welcome back to Cop Monologuing. I'm Ryan Kunzer. And I'm Errol Koenig. Once again, here to join us, Errol Koenig. Thank yes, you for the coming. one, the only. There's the, no one else, at least famous. not to my knowledge. I wouldn't go famous yet. <laughs> You'll go famous when it's convenient. Yes, when it's okay. convenient and people want to make me famous. Okay, well, I can be your number one fan. I mean, apart from yourself. Well, in terms of, like, order of when they became my fan, Mm -hmm. uh, you'd probably be in the top 20. I'll take it. Yeah, because it's mom, Uh dad. Hard to beat those. Actually, probably mom, like, doctor, dad. (laughs) (laughs) She probably forgot about me. So mom, dad. No, 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 my bad. My sister... My mom, my dad, my sister left, but then joined back in. Um, okay, that's it was enough. a tumultuous time in the Errol fan club. Yeah, that's enough about that. And what we really need to talk about is it. Yes. We have to talk about it. Are you sure? We have to talk about. I it. mean, I'm not really a big fan of it. I mean, I think it's something that we should cover. I mean, if we're not going to talk about it, who is? Uh, Variety. Is Variety going to talk about it? Well, apparently, yeah. I guess I guess they would. Seems, I mean, seems in their wheelhouse. I mean, it's probably it, it made a lot of money last weekend. It's something they would do. It's making so. a lot of noise. Um, mostly screaming. Lots of screaming. <laughs> yes. Uh, a little bit of circus music, light circus music, mm-hmm. uh, on top of terrified children, and also lots of memes. Yes, lots of memes, and also fun fact: it's you know, becoming a new gay icon. That's true. Yeah. It's now coupling off with the Babadook. Very important stuff. Yes. Um, that's the real Everyone's new OTP. Yeah. Um, oh, just to clarify, <laughs> if you are still trying to catch up on what we're talking about, we're talking about the movie It. Yes. Uh, it's being the movie starring Pennywise the Clown mm-hmm. and or its other variations. Um, yeah. Yeah. From Stephen King, a horror yes. movie about a clown in the sewers. You know, yeah. the classic. Uh, it's making a lot of noise. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's had a huge weekend last weekend. But the thing I want to bring up first, before we even get to how it did yeah. its first weekend, um, it had a clown-only screening at the Alamo Jazz. Yes. In response to, I guess, all of the backlash it got over the women-only screening uh-huh. of Wonder Woman, that was like, you know what? Let's take it to the next level. And they had a clown-only screening of it. And it's just it's I, beautiful. I applaud and, them so much. Yeah. Really do. So good for the Alamo Draft House promoting equality for, uh, for clowns. Of all shapes and sizes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But usually the shoes are relatively large, so... That's true. As are the noses. Yes. Well, yeah. Nose can vary. It's true. Yeah. Love your nose. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they had a clown-only screening, so that's... Wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, but the real big story is its box office. Yeah. Uh, they took the projections of a measly $80 million or so... Uh, and decided to say, no, you're wrong, and decided to do a lot better, mm-hmm. uh, ending up with $123 million for Open the weekend. weekend. Opening weekend. Yeah. 
Which is a lot. Yeah. That's the second highest rated R opening of all time, behind, uh, just behind Deadpool, which is at 132. Whoa, Deadpool. Uh, but also it had the biggest Thursday night at, I believe, like 13 mm-hmm. million, and the biggest Friday with 50 million. Wow. It raked in the big bucks. Yeah. It's... Especially after a pretty quiet August. Yeah. This came in and just dominated. I mean, it made sense, you know. The this past August has frustrated me mm-hmm. as a film nerd. There was just waiting for some movie to come in and you know, make a splash, at least more so than the Hitman's Bodyguard, which was a fine movie. I enjoyed it, but yeah. um never nothing bigger came. I think Valerian probably should have released in August. They would have made a lot more money rather than tanking on their opening weekend. I think. Hot takes from Errol Koenig. That one's not that hot. It's lukewarm takes. Lukewarm from... takes. You probably could have made a lot more money any other time it was released. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it was like there was a clearing. No, mo- no movies had come out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, at least no big movies. And horror movies always surprise people yeah um you usually they don't the average horror movie doesn't make that much money um because usually the audience is relatively niche yeah but sometimes when a movie really connects with people it can get really big such as get out Mm -hmm. Uh, and also split last year those were the two biggest horror movies but normally the budgets are really small like five million yeah it is based off of uh, pre-existing IP, mm-hmm. the books and the miniseries. Yeah, starring Tim Curry, um, and so it had that going for it. But on top of it, it's the first you know big, super advertised movie coming out. In God knows how long. Yeah. Um. So, it was just an opening, and it was ready to explode mm-hmm. and do well. Uh, and it just made a lot of money. Yeah. It was yeah. also the, the first, I think the first horror movie for this Halloween season. Yeah. And so it got all of that as well. That too. People are ready for scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, after it, this upcoming weekend, uh, Mother is coming out. That's the Darren Aronofsky horror film with uh, Jennifer Lawrence. And that is supposed to do really well critically, but less so in the box office because it is going to take so much of yeah that you know share mm-hmm. um however i did want to mention one thing a little bit of horn tooting um i did mention that predictions came in at 85 but i didn't mention what my model's prediction was yes so um, what was your model it was pretty good was it yeah like so, how good like they said 85 million mm-hmm. about that was, the consensus was somewhere in there it came in at 123 mm-hmm. when my number came out in the first place i was a little bit concerned because it was so far off the you know the other predictions mm-hmm. but it was at 118 million five million off from wow the final box office for the weekend yeah um and 45 percent better in terms of margin of error than you know, impressive variety and deadline and yeah. all the other big hitters uh 
So, well, actually, probably a little bit less than that because some of the earlier projections were 60, and that's what I've been comparing to and mm-hmm. when talking to my parents. who are <laughs> super proud of me. Yay. Um, Number one fan. Yes. Uh, yeah, but we went over that. Um, yeah, so they uh, – so my prediction was pretty spot on. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where some weekends I nail it, other weekends I do okay, <laughs> and then other weekends – well, we don't need to talk about those, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but speaking of movies with big box office, finally moving on from it. Uh, recent reportings and trackings uh, have the box office for Thor Ragnarok coming in, yeah, um, at above a hundred million, which is a lot. Not as much as it, but mm-hmm. it's a lot. Um, around similar paces, Spider Man, maybe a little bit less. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the the last Thor movie was mm-hmm. somewhat underwhelming for most fans, and so yeah. I can understand if they are lowering their expectations because of that. Well, I wouldn't even say that. Spider-Man, uh, you would assume, would have super high expectations because Spider-Man's the most popular comic character other than Batman. Yeah. Possibly even more famous than Batman if you take the movies out of it. Yeah. But... The fact that this Thor is tracking mm-hmm. so high, because based on the previous movies, I would guess that's probably at around the 70, 80 million range. Yeah. Um, but Taika Waititi, the uh, director, is doing such a great job getting people so excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, doing really well. And it currently it's tracking at a little bit over 100 million. And I can verify that with my model, which has it coming in at about 107. Nice. Um, that also is subject to change because I don't have the budget for that. But yeah, um, if it's anything close to what Spider-Man or the budget for Spider-Man was, which is what I used for reference, I should be close. Yeah. So, you know, it certainly looks like it'll be a very fun movie. Yes. And from what I've seen, basically everybody has been extremely excited for it. Yeah. I'm I'm ridiculously excited for it. So much excited, almost more excited. Than Justice League. Gasp. For me, maybe not more excited, but I think for just about everyone else. Yeah. It's coming in as a surprise because Justice League is supposed to be, at least when it was announced, supposed to be one of the big, biggest movies ever. Yeah. Paralleling Avengers. Mm -hmm. And as of right now, it's not looking... Like, it's going to get to that point. Yeah. Um, no. Which I don't know if it's due to the marketing, which hasn't been great, or due to the bad reviews of Batman vs. Superman, or I think what it is. Probably both. I mean, people were, you know, again, underwhelmed by Batman vs. Superman, mm-hmm. and many have kind of started to write off the DCEU. Yeah, but that and, being said, Wonder Woman yeah. was a smash hit, and came out most recently and you think or i would think that they would be able to ride that momentum going mm-hmm. forward i haven't made my prediction yet for justice league um but in terms of box office but it's it's interesting because i think people are expecting just more of the same from justice league which isn't great yeah um or at least for, for how how it's looking um but we'll see and it's understandable why thor ragnarok is currently more hyped mm-hmm. 
it is so it is better advertised um the trailers look ridiculously awesome yeah uh and not saying the ones for justice league don't look awesome too mm-hmm. um just thor ragnarok looks like something we've never seen before yeah or something like a different version of guardians but like I don't know if it's cooler than the Guardians, but like yeah. it has a similar vibe, but also different. Yeah, different enough. Um, but yeah, that is it. It is interesting. Yeah, and their marketing has been so much better. You know, yeah. they're coming out with new little posters or images every week. Yeah, and Justice League has, as far as I can tell, had nothing since their trailer was released. Yeah. Well, they have. Um, they had their poster with like all of them like standing. Yeah. Next to each other, which based, you know, which is taking off of the classic comic mm-hmm. cover um and i think it's not bad and also i want to give a shout out because i think those photos and once they do start coming out will be really awesome i want to give a shout out to uh, clay yeah uh, you know the person who takes all the pictures for you know dc um for those movies um and the main reason why i want to do that is because uh clay uh, is a friend of mine um and we i even got him on uh, on set with errol koenig um but you can listen to now on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Um, shameless <laughs> plug for the win. Um, but yeah, no, Clay's awesome, and there's going to be a point, I assume very soon, when they're going to start releasing stuff like crazy. Yeah. Um, so we'll see, uh, and I think it should be good. I think so. Yeah, They've got to step it up soon because they've only got two months, basically. That's true. So. They can do it. I believe in them. Yep, the whole Atlas crew. Atlas Entertainment, Warner Brothers. You guys, know what they're guys. Doing. Yeah. All right, so let's keep it in the DC family. Um, uh, but moving over to the sequel to the greatest movie of all time, Suicide Squad 2, they finally got their director. Yeah. yeah. After quite a while, but we knew it was coming. Yes. They uh, narr- narrowed it down and got Gavin O'Connor to direct. Um, so I don't know if you've heard... Gavin O'Connor before, but I guess most recently he directed The Accountant. Okay. That was the film with uh, Ben Affleck and um, the, why am I forgetting her name? Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was an interesting movie. Uh, entertaining, plain movie. I didn't see it in theaters, but it was a good, not waste of <laughs> hour and a half on a plane. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So good for him. Uh, David Ayer is not returning mm-hmm. uh, to the sequel because he's moving on to Gotham City Sirens, which I'm super excited about. Oh, which yeah. Is, that's the one that's focused more on Harley Quinn and others. Poison Ivy. Yeah, Poison Ivy. And yeah. Catwoman? Yes. Yes. Nailed it. Well done. Thank you. Um, yeah. And there's also uh, a little bit of other talk for some other directors. Mel Gibson was in there, um, but was shot down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kwame Colette Serrat, which I'm pronouncing terribly. It's French. Um, <laughs> he was about to, uh, but I think uh, he decided to direct uh, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's of course, uh, adaptation of The Jungle Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, adaptation of The Ride, The Jungle Cruise. Because apparently you can adapt rides into movies well, as pirates. Of yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> this is something Disney has definitely done before. And done successfully. Exactly. And not much more successful with The Rock involved. So mm-hmm. hopefully they can nail that down. Um, yeah. 
but keeping with the Suicide Squad characters, Joker and Harley Quinn. Yep. So they're getting their own movie, and they also announced the writer and directors. It's kind of going to be kind of like a love story or something of the sorts. Um, ish. Yeah. It's a. I mean, it's Joker and Harley, so it's. It'll be fun. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. It'll be crazy. It'll be stupid. Yeah. Um, that'll be a love story. And the reason why I say crazy, stupid love is because the writer-director duo of Crazy, Stupid Love uh, <laughs> is the team that is uh, hopping on board uh, the Joker and Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. Um, that's Glenn uh, Ficara and uh, John Requa. And if I pronounce those names poorly, you know, you should expect it by now. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> But yeah, uh, so that should be good. I think that'll be an interesting direction because, you know, I know those two directors from more of a comedy background. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so far the DC Extended Universe is less comedic. It's one way to put it. I mean, Suicide Squad had its moments, but, you know, I think this is going to be the first one that tries to play up that comedy side a little bit more. And I think that could be interesting. Yeah, especially with Joker and Harley Quinn. Exactly. So that'll be great. I'm. I and many other people are looking forward to that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is w- another... So we've talked a lot about all these movies that Joker and Harley Quinn are getting. Yeah. There's more. Of course there are. I, I mean, so we've talked about Suicide Squad 2. Yes. We've talked about Joker and yep. Harley. We've talked about Gotham City Siren, which is Harley. Yep. They're also making another Joker movie. But this one's not going to be in the DC Extended Universe. Because? Uh, it's because, well, what they want to do uh-huh. is uh, DC wants to create a, a standalone franchise. Kind of like the one-off comics, like The Killing Joke um, and mm-hmm. a lot of their animated movies. Yeah. Um, so instead of like a one-off comic or a one-off animated movie, um, they're, you know, going to go full, full force with mm-hmm. um, these, you know, DC oh. comic book movies. Yeah. I think this is really interesting, and it could be very successful mm-hmm. if they do it right. Yeah. I think their first steps have been very interesting and probably going to pan out pretty well. Pan out pretty well. How so? Well, they got... So the one movie they announced is a Joker origin movie. It's yeah. going to be directed by Todd Phillips. Mm-hmm. Uh, and produced by uh, the one, the only uh, Marty Scorsese. Wow. Um, so you know Todd Phillips. You know you probably know him best from The Hangover. Mm-hmm. Um, but also he's done a whole bunch of other stuff. He's a, have, has a he's had a prolific career in the entertainment industry. Yeah. But more no, uh, more notably, you know, at least for me, is Martin Scorsese, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um. He's, you know, attached to produce. I wouldn't think that Martin Scorsese would come anywhere near a superhero movie. Yeah, it's not his usual thing. It's not. Yet he somehow is involved and wants to make this movie. And I think that'll be really interesting. I don't know how this movie's going to turn out. It might get confusing Yeah. Um, with, you know, the whole different DC storylines with the same characters or whatever yeah but i'm at least interested in seeing what happens mm-hmm. and you know we know martin scorsese can make a great movie so might as well give him a shot 
Yeah. So I'm I'm very optimistic. Um uh but we'll see. Uh there's lots of confusion going around. Um especially with Jared Leto. He's confused too. <laughs> I mean, I would be too if I were him. Yeah. Uh Jared Leto recently uh talked to uh people reporters um about the new plans for the Joker movie. And turns out he is just as confused as we are. So, Jared Leto is the Joker in the DC Extended Universe. Yes. And that's his role. He has that. It's nailed. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, that's they're not going to recast it, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I don't want to jump to conclusions. But with this new other Joker movie, I think Jared Leto feels like that should be his. Because... He was cast to play the Joker by yeah. DC, and then DC's making other movies about the same character. And I don't know, like, they might feel like they're giving up on him, mm-hmm. but it's it's weird. It would definitely be impossible to have him play the Joker and have it not be part of the DCEU. I agree. You know, so if, they've, if they're starting from a position where this is a one-off, not connected to anything else, yeah. then... I can understand why they didn't want him to do it, but you know, as an audience member, there will be people who assume this is part of the DCEU up until you know they finish watching the movie. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I don't know. This also, I'm just gonna add. This movie is, I think, supposed to take place in the 70s, huh? Or it's a little bit of historical fiction. Yeah, which is which should be interesting because we haven't seen any movies tackled like that kind of a little bit more of that gangster vibe yeah um which martin scorsese knows how to nail it's very true so i think that should be good um i'm interested in seeing who they casted uh they've looked at leo yeah leonardo dicaprio wow uh so far nothing has come out you know more than just that's who they were thinking about Mm -hmm. i don't think he's gonna do it but That'd be cool. It's interesting reteaming him with Martin because they work together on The Departed. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah. Casting the Joker is always an interesting experience, I'm sure. Yeah. It should be. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. Uh, lots of lots of big stuff coming up for DC. Um, but speaking of other things, with lots of big stuff... Um, yay force transitions um, <laughs> so smooth uh, moving on to Netflix uh, Stranger Things uh, they started talking about their future yeah. their new season is coming out very soon on Halloween I'm super excited Yeah. Um, but recently the uh, Duffer brothers have talked about, about how long they want the show to last mm-hmm. because they have these kids as kids for only so long and then they're going to become big famous stars and whatever because yeah. they're, they're already getting close mm-hmm. like um Millie Bobby Brown is a superstar already. Um, why am I... Oh, uh, Finn, I think Wolfhard, I believe his name is. He was in It. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I um, forgot about that. I mean, Gatton Matazaro. I'm pronouncing all these names wrong, by the way. Um, <laughs> if you know, you're he listening, was already, we're very sorry. Yeah, well, he he was already something. He was in Les Mis. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that cast is going to... Just go on and do great things. Yeah. Um, very soon. I mean, even the adults, David Harbour's, the new Hellboy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
lots of big stuff coming on for that show and that uh and Netflix. That being said, mm-hmm. some other things that are leaving Netflix. So sad. Dun dun dun. Uh I'm referring of course uh to Disney. Uh all of their, you know, Marvel and Star Wars stuff. Uh, and well, really, everything else is going to be leaving Netflix, most likely by the end of 2018. Yeah, to move over to Disney's brand spanking new streaming service. Everyone's trying to get one. Mm-hmm. It it should be interesting. First of all, there's just so many people already with this streaming service, you know, and at this point, you know, people who are signing up for one, yeah, what they're looking for is that content you can't get anywhere else right yes and you know most disney stuff you can find places i mean if they're pulling it from others that might drive Mm -hmm. people to it yeah but unless they're going to come up with their own stranger things and game of thrones and stuff like that you know they need their Mm -hmm. own original content which i mean disney's already good at but it has to be platform exclusive yeah and i think they're gonna get there Mm-hmm. I, I really believe they will. Um, they did announce that they're going to be pulling all of their Marvel stuff from Netflix, or all Mar- Marvel and Star Wars from Netflix, uh-huh. or the movies, you know, end of 2018. But the one question I still have is the Marvel Netflix shows. That's true. Are they going to be transferred over from Netflix to the Disney exclusive streaming service? Or are... Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's it's interesting because there's so much, so many like of these little questions yeah. that we need to be asking. Um, you know, is it going to be more stuff on the streaming service? I assume they're going to go into their original content. Yeah, I assume you know the Disney Channel will. Mm-hmm. You know, there'll be plenty of stuff that's ripe for putting. Yeah. I mean, on the streaming service, Disney does with all their movies. They have the Disney Vault, right? They kind of set yeah. things out and then put them away for a while. That doesn't that model doesn't work on a streaming service mm-hmm. when everything's available all the time, and that's kind of the point. Yeah. Well, that being said, there's a lot of stuff that isn't out there that if they were to make it available on the streaming service, if they had all, a bunch of the old classic Mickey Mouse cartoons, mm-hmm. you know, you can find some of that on YouTube. Yeah. and stuff. But having a place where there's all of this animation history mm-hmm. on top of you know all the other stuff that Disney's doing. Yeah. I think this could be this could work. Um, you know, if they get if they get their new shows, if they get their own Marvel shows, if they get their own Star maybe get their own Star Wars shows. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. I want Star Wars TV shows. Yeah. In I mean, here. more so than just, like, Rebels and... Yeah, I mean, and if they have all the, you know, Disney content mm-hmm. that's missing from Netflix that I search for hopefully every week and still is not there, yeah, you know, that would be phenomenal. But the one thing we haven't mentioned so far is that ESPN is a Disney property and will also be part of this. Yeah, well, there's a chance ESPN's getting their own streaming service that's, like, side by side. I don't know if it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, ESPN is big. They, yeah. you know, we have Monday Night Football. They have a lot of basketball, a lot of baseball. Um, mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see what they want to do with their streaming service because they obviously have ESPN 
I guess Go now. It's not ESPN three. Is it ESPN three? I forget. Doesn't uh, matter. Um, <laughs> but they have their. They do have streaming right now. I think what this does is it gives people who currently don't have cable the ability to get on ESPN, which is cool. Yeah. And I think it'll allow them to probably get more rights to more sports mm-hmm. um, that don't have as big of a platform. But with this streaming service, with so many people on it, um, assuming it does well, yeah, I have a feeling like some of the smaller sports, the you know the lesser known collegiate football teams, yeah, that's where they're going to want to go rather than being on, you know, NBC Sports, which only a couple, you know, TVs mm-hmm. have. If you're on this ESPN streaming service, everyone can watch your game. Yeah, so that's definitely something interesting. Yeah, to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a move that I don't think many companies could pull off. I think Disney gets a pass because they are probably the largest in the world, if not, yeah, you know, and they have so much history of in you know pre-demanded content that people want that mm-hmm. they could do this. But I mean, I have a hard time picturing many other film studios being able to pull this kind of move. Yeah, I mean, I think the closest that we can get um to something like it is i guess the cbs all access yeah that's i guess the only other comparison because there's also hbo go but hbo go is even available or i guess hbo now but that's available for like people that have hulu you can get all that stuff on hulu yeah to pay a little bit extra but you know it's available on hulu and it's with this disney you know exclusive streaming service it can work just because Disney has everything. Yeah. Like, I have a feeling the Marvel Netflix shows, while they will still probably be created and first listed on Netflix, is my guess. Yeah. The back catalogs of the episodes, they'll be able to get, you know, the previous seasons. Yeah. There might be some deal that they make that it's like a year until they can mm-hmm. put it on their own service or something. I don't something know. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but it'll definitely be interesting to see how these, uh, yeah, how, how how these companies deal with each other. What happens to all of the different, you know, Marvel, Star Wars, Disney properties on all of these different channels? Mm-hmm. Um, one of those properties is The Punisher. Um, they have a new show coming out very soon. There was a teaser that was dropped at the end of The Defenders, mm-hmm. uh, and it's pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. Uh, well, so for the for the Punisher series, they're going to, uh, I mean, of course, they're going to have Frank Castle being, you know, Frank Castle and killing people and punishing people and whatnot. But they're going to, from what I've seen in the trailers, is that they're also going to show a little bit from his past, from his time in the in the service. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be interesting because that's an angle we haven't seen explored too much. Yeah. Um, the comparison of military and superhero miss mm-hmm. i mean a little bit in iron man but not to the extent that's really yeah what we need so that should be good but it was just really cool watching the punisher do punisher things <laughs> he's definitely a very cool guy and yes yeah. you know, another very popular uh figure in superhero yeah. world so but that being said you're not going to watch the show because you don't watch anything fun because you still haven't watched luke, luke cage you still haven't watched um, Iron Fist or Iron Defenders. 
I'll give you a pass on Iron Defense. <laughs> or Iron Fist. Um, Defenders, you should probably watch, but I Do I need to watch the other ones before I can watch Defenders? Um, Because I did Daredevil Season 2, and that one seemed like... You're probably good. Up. There's a little bit of stuff that you won't get, but... Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, really, my main suggestion is the first half of Luke Cage. Uh, Mahershala Ali, which I learned how to pronounce his name correctly after mispronouncing it like <laughs> a million times on our Oscars yeah. episodes. Um, yeah, he he's so good. Mm-hmm. Like, he's so good. He makes that show. I mean, M- Mike Coulter's great as, as Luke Cage, but my God, is Mahershala <laughs> Ali just so good. So good. Awesome. Makes that show. So I would recommend that to anyone who hasn't seen it. But Okay. Another show that I would recommend, probably to a different crowd, but I would recommend it, uh, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Um, it's coming back soon uh, after Inhumans mm-hmm. uh, makes their little run. Um, and they you know, finally announced their return date, uh, which oh, is yeah. a little bit sooner than Ryan expected. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't really expecting anything uh, <laughs> and just happy to see that it's on the schedule. Um but yeah, oh yeah, so originally we were thinking like January 2018 for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it comes back yeah. into next season. But as it turns out, they still get their full 22-episode season uh, with little to no interruption. And it's going to be starting uh, on the day after... Um, uh, I'm trying to find it on this article, and I okay should return sometime in mid-November. Yeah, let's pretend I said that correctly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's coming in November, and that's cool because that's a lot sooner than January. Yeah, you know, Inhumans has eight episodes. Yes, right, and that'll premiere on the 29th of September. Yeah, if you haven't already seen it in IMAX. Yes, which we will come back to. Yes, yeah. So because I have seen it, mm-hmm. we'll get to that. Actually, you want to just talk about that? Sure. Let's finish talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Then we'll, we'll talk about Inhumans. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they announced their premiere date. Woohoo. Yes. Very excited. Uh, keeping it in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, they have a returning star, or a re- returning cast mate, uh, mate coming back, Lance Hunter, uh, played by Nick Blood. Mm-hmm. He's coming back, and that's really exciting. Yeah. If you are a fan of the show, um, you know, he was around, I think, from season two to season... It was last season. Yeah, four. It's like halfway through the season or something. No, he was. Ha- well, he was almost. When was he kicked off? He was kicked off right before they almost made his spinoff show, Marvel's Most Wanted. Yeah, uh, that was I think at the end of season three. So he was on the show for two seasons. Yeah, uh, he had a big role. He was a really fun character. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they decided to kick him off uh, because they were going to give him his own show. Yeah. Uh, then that show was not picked up by ABC, and now he's coming back, which yeah. is really exciting. I'm very excited. I'm sad they couldn't get uh, his kind of partner character, oh, yeah, Bobby, Bobby, to come back uh, to. Played by Adrian Palicki, I think I'm saying that. I don't know. I no don't clue. Well, she's currently on uh, the new Fox show, The Orville, which is the Star uh, Wars ripoff. Yeah. Another show I've seen. Um which I'll give you give a brief yes please synopsis but um yeah so that's really exciting about Lance Hunter yeah uh, now it's all 
I'll do Orville, then Inhumans, and then okay. let's keep moving. Uh, so the Orville saw the first episode. Uh huh. I wouldn't say it was quality TV. Uh huh. But after like the first act, or like the first commercial break, everything after that, I enjoyed. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it wasn't necessarily the greatest made TV show ever. A little bit cliche Star Trek. But there was funny yeah. jokes. I mean, Seth MacFarlane is funny, even though not all of his jokes are the greatest. If you've ever watched Family Guy, it's, <laughs> you know, you yeah. still, you still, there's still plenty of funny stuff. And I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was under the impression that this was a Star Trek parody kind of TV show. Yeah. Is that true or not? Not really. No, okay. it, it's more of an ode to Star Trek. I think Seth MacFarlane grew up loving Star Trek and. Really, for a while, there hasn't been another Star Trek show on Until TV. Until soon. Yeah. That being said, he beat them to the punch. Um, yeah. And he made his own. So, I mean, good for him. I think he's living out a childhood dream. Yeah. Uh, and he's, you know, famous enough and rich enough to do it. And So, why not? And I enjoyed it. It's probably going to be, um, you know, funnier than, uh, than the other Star Trek show that's coming out. Yeah. Um, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to watch it just because I like watching, you know, bad TV. Um, you're quite good at it. I'm very good at watching bad TV as human, as uh, evidenced by, um, uh, our discussions of powerless. Yes. Which, like this is like powerless, but a little better. I mean, that's good. Yeah. Maybe it won't get canceled. Maybe. I don't know if I'd put money on it, but we'll see. All right. Inhumans. Yes. How is Inhumans? You saw it in theaters. Uh, I saw it in theaters, and I would highly recommend everyone. Well, actually, I wouldn't highly recommend anything. It was fine. It was. (laughs) I would highly recommend that you not see it in IMAX. There was a couple of really cool shots. In the mm-hmm. first five minutes, that really used the IMAX well. Some like slow motion rain, the people running through it, like some really <laughs> cool stuff. Uh-huh. First five minutes. Then for the next hour and a half, very yeah. little. Yeah. Very little else. So, whatever. Um, I think the IMAX was kind of wasted on the show. Um, but ho- hopefully, you know, IMAX got their, their money's worth so they can keep making it. Yeah. Um, but the show itself was fine. I could feel them like wanting to make like this big sweeping Marvel show, maybe in the vein of like a Game of Thrones uh-huh. type thing, but with superheroes, but just not as good. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ewan Rayon, pretty sure I'm saying his name right, uh, who plays Ramsey Bolton uh, in Game of Thrones, who he plays Maximilian uh, the Mad. Yeah. And he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but also he's speaking in like an English accent and it's weird. Because uh, I don't know. It's like a bad English accent too. Uh, like he's trying, but I mean, I, I think he's a great actor. It's uh-huh. just not too much to give him. I mean, my favorite part of the episode was Lockjaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lockjaw is the best. Of course. I mean, whenever you have a giant teleporting dog, it just makes everything better. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. It's, 
I'm looking forward to the series. I don't know if it'll necessarily pick up and get any better, but it'll be fine. I'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else is going to watch it with me. Um, I know no one else watched it with me in the theaters, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. Oh. I would say check out an episode or two, see if you like it. And if not, you know what? There's plenty of other shows to watch. Yeah. So. Like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or uh, another show that's coming out kind of soon. The Runaways. Yeah. Boom, transition. That was a good one. <laughs> um, also, keeping it uh, within the Marvel family, uh, The Runaways, a show coming out pretty soon, uh, the early reviews are out. And so far, it's sounding pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, the early reviews are praising the show's uh, heart, which is great because I love shows with heart, mm-hmm. and also faithfulness to the source material. Something you also love. Yes. I mean, I've said this multiple times before on uh this podcast the runaways i i read um you know i guess the first set of issues yeah after finishing it's like wow this is a perfect season of comic book episode comic book <laughs> issues like this one makes a perfect first season for a show or a series or whatever yeah and then you know they're making it and from what it sounds like is that they're just doing it doing it well mm-hmm. you know apparently apparently the acting is good and i'm excited for it because there's no reason not to be yeah it's a whole bunch of good stuff i mean so, i'm extremely excited for it yeah so do you know when that's being released uh yes oh you want me to tell you when yes please oh Okay, sorry. You can be a little bit more, uh, more clear. Um, My bad. Uh, wait. What did I forget? Oh, November 21st. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's another birthday thing. Ooh. Oh, apparently the universe loves putting uh, big movies out. Like, big movies, big TV shows right around my birthday. So. I mean, the universe is also one of your big fans. That's true. They're, like, number six on the list. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. They're saying it's Marvel's Riverdale, which I guess kind of makes sense. Yeah. I originally started watching Riverdale with a bunch of friends. Um, and. Okay. Entertaining. Fair enough. Yeah. Guess what? It has the, the Sprouse twins in full action, <laughs> you know, playing the role of Jughead. Both of them. Both of them are playing the role of Jughead. And if you tell me any differently, I will refute it till the day I die. So is that an invitation to kill you? No. You sure? Please don't kill me. Fine. Or anyone else listening, just <laughs> rule of thumb. When listening to my podcast, I'm never suggesting that you murder me. Occasionally Ryan, but never me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's cool. I'm, I'm really excited for, for uh, the Runaways. I am too. So also Riverdale season two, October 11th. So. All right. Well, something... I am excited for. Yes, I have no idea what this is, so I'm excited yes. to learn about it. So for my fellow book nerds out there, mm-hmm. um, there's a TV show that's going to be based... For book nerds? I mean, yes. Oh, okay. But like, this one's based off of a particular book. Mm-hmm. It's based off of the Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman uh, book. Oh, I like Neil Gaiman. Yeah, Good Omens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very funny, very good book um, about... A 
you know, the Antichrist is born and then gets misplaced. Yeah. Uh, and it's a kind of comedy. Uh, it kind of, and it revolves around an angel and a demon operating mm-hmm. on Earth who uh, decide that now is not the time to have the apocalypse because they yeah. like living on Earth, basically. Uh, so we got some casting for those two roles. Yeah. This is the part that I do know and I am excited about. Yes. So Michael Sheen Mm -hmm. and David Tennant. So good. Yes. So Michael Sheen will be doing, uh, I think, The Demon. uh, As a friend. Was that an attempt of pronouncing a name? Vaguely. Okay. Well, I'm proud of you for trying. Fail. (laughs) (laughs) I honestly have no idea. This is why you read books instead of speaking them aloud. It's actually a zero fail. Oh, I'm so sad. It's a zero fail. So sorry. Yeah. Yes. Hooked on phonics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but well, that's cool. This that sounds really fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Do you know where this will be? Where we can watch it? Um. Oh, wait, is it Amazon? Is it? I think it is. Because the article that we're including in the description of said episode uh, says it's on Amazon, I think. Yeah. Yeah, for the Good Omens TV series Amazon is doing with game. It is Amazon. Awesome. That's very exciting. Yes. I love things on streaming networks. <laughs> I also saw The Tick, which released their first season um, August 25th. Again, enjoyable yeah. that one's a little bit uh more concise they're like half hour episodes definitely meant to be a comedy uh-huh and is funny but also with some cool yeah. you know action superhero stuff so okay. another also, fun thing quick correction before we release this when i said things wrong and all the book nerds yell at me michael sheen uh is slated to play the angel as you're a fail and david Tennant will be playing crowley the demon Okay. So cool. Look, David Tennant's like he's like a great demon. He is so. Like in Jessica Jones, he practically played the devil and like <laughs> so good. Right? Yeah. Jessica Jones is great. I'm really excited for season two. Yeah. I should watch another the, Marvel the birthday second present, I believe. That's I'm pretty sure that's coming out in November. That soon? Maybe. I think so. Yeah. I remember seeing something that was like maybe hinting towards it. Um, but we'll figure that out while we talk about this next piece of news, uh, which is really the most important piece of news. It is, and also possibly the most upsetting to me. Yeah. Yeah. One of our icons has lost his job. I know. Yeah. Mario is unemployed. Too bad. I know. He was a really good plumber. He was. Now he's going on like Odysseys or something. <sighs> Having parties and. Yeah. Just go karting around. Yeah. It's ridiculous. What other Mario games are there? He's becoming paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about Luigi? Does Luigi still have a job? I mean, someone needs to support that yeah. family. If Luigi's still being a plumber and Mario's not. That's just sad. Well, I mean, I think 
what they might have realized is that they made enough money from all their adventuring mm-hmm. um, for one of them to not have to work anymore. Yeah. And Mario can focus more on his, you know, journeys. Yeah. And Luigi can just keep the checks coming in with plumbing. Yeah. It's not a bad system. I mean, Luigi's already got his sidekick as a Ghostbuster. True. That is very true. Yeah. Yeah. So that is that is important. Very important. It's extremely important. But other things that are extremely important. Yes. The most important. Yes. This one's happy news. Is it? It is, though. I, I, th- I think it it's supposed to be. I don't know if it is. I mean, but it's slightly out of our demographic now. I mean, I think it's still in my demographic, but... That's true. I beg, <laughs> I beg to differ. Um, I don't know. You so, don't know? Why? Well, we're talking about the magical list, the most magical of school buses. Yes. Um, the... the mag- it's coming back. It's coming to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead of uh, Miss Frizzle, they're getting Miss Frizzle. Her sister. Her sister, yes. They're yeah. replacing uh, Lily Tomlin with uh, Kate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, first of all, it's like two great female actresses. Yeah. Which I love. But there's just something about it that feels off. I think it's the animation style. I mean, yeah, it is slightly different, and that makes it kind of sticks in the uncanny valley, I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think it's the uncanny valley. Um, I think it's just the type of animation it is. I'm pretty sure it's called flash animation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's lazy. It, it, it's like the type of computer animation where, I mean, compared to hand-drawn, where it's kind of everything's automated and like things that aren't doing anything don't move yeah kind of like south park but like without paper yeah um and like it's fine and it definitely works for some shows Mm -hmm. uh but when you're taking you know something that was hand drawn like the magic school bus something with much more fluid motions and putting it into this you know new new world yeah i don't know It, it just it feels lazy. It feels like you used to do it, you know, to the best of your ability, and then you decided to take a shortcut and do it with this style. I mean, that, that's yeah. how I interpret it. I don't know. I mean, I think that's also one of my biggest issues with Powerpuff Girls. Ah. I mean, talking about shows that I love that were rebooted and I don't necessarily like as much. Um, not saying that it's the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And there's a chance that the show is amazing and really funny, and I'm still gonna watch some of it just to see how it is. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm skeptical. I don't know. Maybe it's because I don't know anything about the different animation styles. But to me, it's just oh, it's that other animation style. That's fair. That's perfectly fair. But so we will see. But for what it's worth, dear listener, the the trailer is out. Yes. Uh, the theme song is yeah. now sung by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yes, which I didn't realize listening to it first time around. See, I saw this because he tweeted about it. I saw his, like, liter- what I did is I saw his tweet 
uh-huh. with the video without reading a suite. I clicked on the video. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. This is the magic school bus. I'm so excited. Uh-huh. And I got less excited because of animation. And I realized mm, that was cool. I think like the voice, his his voice sounds similar to the person that sung the original song. It does. Song. I was so surprised. So like, I didn't, like, it sounded like an updated version. It's like, oh, did they get the original guy back? <laughs> Not even making the full connection. And then I saw it was Lynn. It's like, oh, my God, it totally is. Yeah. Um. So that was, that's awesome. Good for Lynn. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, but all right. So let's move on to some more magical stories. <laughs> this one of the magical space variety. Yes. Uh, and possibly the biggest, you know, movie franchise ever. Um, one could argue, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's in a galaxy far, far away, a long, long time ago. Uh, they're making a new Obi Wan movie. Yeah. Which I'm excited about, and it's currently uh being developed by the uh, director uh, of Billy Elliot, mm-hmm. uh, Stephen Daldry. Ooh. So, you know, I've always been really excited about an Obi-Wan movie because currently we have a huge gap after, you know, the... The prequels. The and prequels, the... the Phantom Menace and... Yeah. All that. The movies that shall, bo- shall not be named. Yes. I think they should be named, but then, like, immediately thrown tomatoes at them. <laughs> actually, just, just... Actually, I don't think any of them should be have tomatoes thrown at them. I have an interesting take on it that I'm just developing now as I'm speaking. Um, They're not worth throwing tomatoes at? Not that. Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Yes. By far the worst movie uh, in terms of quality. Agreed. It's gotten to a point, at least in my mind, mm-hmm. where it's it's not necessarily bad anymore. I mean, it is it is objectively terrible, but I have, like, just thinking back on it, it's like Darth Maul, amazing. Uh, my favorite character in the entire series, Jar Jar Banks. <laughs> like, just thinking back, there's all these pieces that are just amazing, and I know the movie's, you know, terrible, yeah. but it's, I just have some classic nostalgia for it. Let me posit this before you. Sure your picturing of these characters is different from what is pictured in the movie because i watched i watched this movie relatively recently mm-hmm. and i can tell you darth maul is much better in everything except the phantom menace where he is just kind of like yeah but he's evil on the po- guy tm but he, he's on the poster in phantom menace he's in the middle of the poster yeah and he and looks he has cool a spiky head yeah and then you see him in the movie and he kind of yeah, and I he's agree. the evil guy, and that's literally all he's there for. Yeah, I agree. I you're right. He, I'm 100 percent viewing this movie through nostalgia lenses. Like I, I've only seen this movie I think once. Uh huh. And this was like post nostalgia, but I remember when I was little, like when this movie first came out. I was like five. Well, yeah. I, I was younger than that when the movie came out. But when I got all the merch, I mm-hmm. remember I had two pillows. A Jar Jar pillow and a Darth Maul pillow. And, like, they were my favorite two characters in the Star Wars universe, which is, you know, regardless of <laughs> how annoying or how general evil guy they are, you know. Yeah. it's They have a special place in my heart. So. Well, I'm glad they found a special place in someone's heart. Yeah. Jar Jar always has a place in my heart. Darth Maul usually does. Not always. <laughs> he gets angry. He needs to take some time outside. Regroup himself. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, but we're, yeah, we're getting an Obi Wan movie. Yes, and, and I'm excited. Yes, and I assume this will be our uh, our uh, spinoff. What's it called again? Not Dude. main Star Wars movie, but spinoff. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, just like Rogue One. <laughs> yeah, I'm forgetting the name of the. Yeah, they have a special fancy yeah name. You know what we're talking about. Yes, but because um, yeah. we got Rogue One, and then we're gonna get the Han Solo movie, and I assume this will be the next one, the mm-hmm. Obi Wan movie. So, yeah, I'm well, excited yeah. for that. So, so that should be good. Yeah. Um. So sweet, and I think last but not least for this episode, um, we have this huge piece of Star Wars news. Uh. Yeah. Two-part news. First part, Colin Trevorrow, out of episode nine. Mm-hmm. All seemed lost. But then, a new hope arrived. Yes. And J.J. Uh, Abrams is back. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, he's... Like, he's, he's the perfect choice. Or one of the two perfect choices. It's him or Rain Johnson, but... Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, they, they both were the smart, easy choices, and I think J.J. Abrams is going to do great mm-hmm. and all that. But yeah. I do want to talk about Colin Trevorrow. Okay. He's leaving first. Um, I don't know what you heard about it, but uh, from what I have seen, apparently he was clashing with uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, mm-hmm. They they hired Colin Trevorrow kind of as this you know, person that delivers what the studio wants yeah because that's kind of how you know jurassic world felt yeah it felt very much like a studio movie yeah turns out colin trevorrow after jurassic world success got a little bit of hot air in his head didn't want to do it studio wanted started talking back to Kathleen kennedy uh and did not sit well like he, like he did book of eli mm-hmm. no not book of eli book of henry book of henry yeah he did that over the summer. Uh-huh. Bad. Really uh, bad. I, I hadn't seen it, but it got like a... In the teens on Tomato. Wow. Like, not a good movie. Yeah. Uh, but even with that, I think that got their concerns up a little bit. And then when he started talking back and not working with the team, mm-hmm. he was kicked off. And we've seen this happen before with, you know, Lord and Miller. Yeah. On the Han Solo movie. So... Once that happened, it doesn't surprise me that he was kicked at the curb. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I love J.J. Abrams. I think he's he he directed you know episode seven. Yeah. Episode seven is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, and I think he's going to come in. He's going to close it out. He's going to do a great job. I think J.J. Abrams is the perfect studio director because one, he's part of the creative team that's working with the studio. Yeah, uh, and two, uh, I think you know. He's really good at making big, awesome stuff. Yeah. There's a, re- there's a reason the first two Star Treks were great. There's a reason Episode Seven was great. There's a reason people love Cloverfield. There's J.J. Mm-hmm. Abrams knows what he's doing. I don't know if he's the greatest director in the world, you know, artistically, but he's amazing with casting. Yeah. And you know, he's good at just delivering big budget, awesome stuff. He's proved he can make a good Star Wars movie. Yeah. I mean, many people, including myself, have some reservations. 
because you know the first Star Wars movie was great, but it was also a rerun of A New Hope in many ways. That's and fair. So people are worried that if he's directing and writing, which he is, uh, mm-hmm. for Episode Nine, that it'll just be you know a new adaption of uh, Return of the Jedi. But obviously, we don't know what's going to happen in the, the Last Jedi. So, well, so so here's my thoughts on that subject. Uh-huh. Uh episode 7 is my favorite of the Star Wars mm-hmm. movies. The reason why is I think there's something to be said about watching one of these movies on the big screen. Yeah. It adds an extra element of awesomeness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh and I didn't get the I never got the opportunity to watch the uh original movies, even the prequels in the theaters. Yeah. And I think watching even if it's if it was the same exact thing as episode four, but just on this huge screen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it just felt it's more it, it felt right for me. On top of that, I also like how now just movies are faster paced. That yeah. just works better with my sensibilities. Uh huh. So I feel like episode seven was a faster paced version of episode four. Mm hmm. And I love episode four is my second favorite. So I mean, <laughs> I ain't complaining. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I think it's gonna be good. I mean, I, even if it is a faster paced, better version of episode, uh, six. six. Yeah. It's not a terrible thing. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's yeah. like saying, you know what. I don't want to eat the same burger two nights in a row, even if it was a really great burger and the burger on the second night's slightly better. It's like <laughs> burgers are delicious. Enjoy your burger. Yeah. Yeah. Or other food if you're a vegan. I'm sorry. If you're a vegan, I'm sorry. That's the real that's the real thing we should be talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry, vegans. Just in general. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry you have to deal with terrible veggie burgers. Ugh, so bad. Anyway, so after that moment of silence, <laughs> a moment of silence ve- for all of our vegans, for all of our vegan friends, yeah, and their life choices. Um, yeah, well, I think that's it. That's all of our news that we had. I think uh, so for the week. Thank Not you so much week, for listening. Since oh yeah, Comic-Con. that's right. Yeah, this was a while since our last episode. Yes, yeah, because we, we did not. Our last episode was two weeks ago. We were going to push off all the news because we had way too much news yeah. to cover. Uh, and we decided to push it back a week, and then turns out homework, yeah, is a thing that college students have. Spoilers, yes. So we pushed it back a little bit more, but here we are now, uh, recording this awesome episode with all the news, mm-hmm. all the news. It was a lot all of news, good. two pages worth of news. Yeah. Um, links in the show notes you know, as link, always. Yeah, Go, spanning all the way back uh, to August. So, d- yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah. So it's a lot of news, but you know, that's cool. Yep. Um, you know, also before I leave, I already threw in a little shameless plug earlier, but on set with Errol Koenig, uh, still available on iTunes, SoundCloud and Google play, uh, popcorn confessionals still in the works. Um, but we're getting another one in the can this week. All right. Uh, that I'm very excited about. And I think might be very soon hopefully by the end of the month i assume late september early october for the release uh of this pod that new podcast uh which is awesome and last but not least uh 
I'm also taking. I'm a part of a team setting up a whole new podcast network. Yeah. Uh, at Johns Hopkins, which is the school that we go to, um, which should be really cool. And we're still in the really early stages of that now, but ho- hopefully soon we'll have a whole bunch of different podcasts, Hopkins related or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, and that should be cool too. And I will shamelessly plug them here as well, as I do with all my stuff. Um, yeah. Yay, shameless plugs. Yep. Be sure uh, to subscribe and rate us and yes, leave comments that we will read on the podcast. Yes. Did you look to see if we got any new I did. We, ratings? I do not believe we got any new ones. Okay. Do you want to make one up so we can pretend yeah. like we're popular? Oh, five-star review just in from Carol Onig. Uh, he says that... Thanks, Carol Onig. <laughs> he says that the show is going too long and we should wrap it up. Oh. Also, that it's fantastic. Carol has a point. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, in that case. Bye. Bye.